Alright guys, it's the second show and there is a lot of people out there. We've got to knock it out of the park this morning. Knock it out of the park? That's on the other side of town. He means we have to do a good job, Chelsea. And he's right. Remember last week? Why? What happened last week? Artie got put on the speakers while talking backstage. I wasn't the only one talking, Everett. What I meant was the lesson we learned. The last thing Mr. Jacobs said was that whatever we do, we need to make sure it's perfect because it's all for God. Really? I don't remember him saying that. Yeah, are you sure that's what he said, Violet? Fine, Everett. I don't remember the exact words, but I do know what we need to do is give it our best. No goofing around, no sitting around being lazy. And no having fun. Pretty much. Now hold on. We can have fun and serve God. They don't cancel each other out, you know. And how would you know? Because we've been doing it for years, this whole drama show is about us having fun and serving God. Actually, Artie, if I'm not mistaken, it's about raising money for the missionaries. I don't know about you, but I think having fun comes second, or third, or maybe it's not important at all. Are you kidding? You think the people out there want us to not have fun? Yeah, I always like thinking that people on stage are having just as much fun as I am watching them. That's all nice and all, Chelsea, but we're talking about performing for God. That means it's serious, and if you can't have fun and be serious about serving God, then fun takes a backseat. I mean, that's not wrong. Whose side are you on here, Artie? You don't want to have fun at this show either? I do, but what Violet's saying kind of makes sense. I know who can sort this out. Let's ask Mr. Jacobs. We can't. Why not? Because he's starting the show right now. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the second week of this year's drama show. I know you're all excited for us to get started, so I'll make this short. If you want to make a donation to our missionary fund or haven't already gotten a program, you'll want to go back to the entrance and Sam or Hugh will be happy to help. And now, to start off the show, we present Paws and Tales. Now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the brilliant drama, The Cat and the Cheese, an adapted biblical passage about wisdom. Once upon a time, in a faraway land, there lived a cat. I'm not just any cat. I'm the royal guard to the cat's kingdom cupboards. Oh yes, did we mention this faraway land was ruled by cats? Sorry if you're allergic. Not much we can do about that. This particular cat's job was to guard the royal kitchen's storehouses, specifically the cheese cabinet. Did you say cheese? I did indeed. I love cheese, and I am, after all, a mouse. And you know, if the shoe fits, wear it. And so the mouse approached the royal cheese cabinet. Halt! You may not pass. And who are you? I am the Royal Guard Cat of the Cabinet of Cheese, and I have strict orders to defend it from anyone who isn't a cat. Are you saying I'm not a cat? <laughs> Come on, obviously you're a mouse. Really? Of all the nerve, do cats have tails? Yeah. Do cats have silky fur? Sure. Do cats have whiskers? I guess. How about teeth? You got those too, right? I mean, yeah. Well, I do too. That means I am a cat. And you can let me pass. But you're a mouse. How can that be? We just agreed that I'm a cat. 
the guard was very confused. It was true that the creature before her had fur and whiskers and teeth and a tail just like her. Was she crazy? It seemed so wrong, but the logic was undeniable. Okay, you promise you're a cat? Without reservation. Well, come on in then. Wonderful. What happened next? I'm sure you can guess. The mouse ate all the cheese she could find. And soon she was inviting her friends and family to join her in the feast. Come on in. The pepper jacket's great. Soon there wasn't a scrap of cheese to be found. The guard cat was stunned. I don't understand. How could this have happened? I only let cats in. What a chump. The moral is, our hearts and minds are great gifts from God, and he tells us to be careful with the kinds of things we let in. We need to use wisdom to tell the good from the bad, because if we don't, we can end up looking like someone who can't tell a cat from a mouse. Many times, lies, rumors, or even things that sound like good advice are trying to sneak their way in and distract us from loving God and doing what he has told us to do. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes a pretty good drama, The Picky Lifeguard, an adapted biblical teaching about doing what is right. Once upon a storefront, there worked a lifeguard. Actually, I just got this job. I'm really looking forward to it. Getting to sit out on the beach, the wind in my hair, the sun on my face, and best of all, I get a whistle. Hey, no running! You know there's a lot more to your job than that, rookie. You've got to be vigilant. Why, back in my day, we had a saying. Ugh. Copy that, boss. 10-4, over and out. Sorry, that was the coast chief. She's like the head of this section of the beach. Anyway, what were you saying? This lifeguard really enjoyed a lot of the things she got to do for her job. She got to drive the dune buggy. Woohoo! Try to keep up with me, kids! She liked telling people to be safe. Hey, hey, you can't park your truck on the beach. Oh, come on, it's not hurting anyone. In fact, she liked being in charge in general. Okay, everyone, out of the water. It's my turn to swim. You just went swimming 15 minutes ago. Sorry, can't hear you over the sweet surf. This is ridiculous. But she didn't like every part of the job. Okay, everyone. Next week is your first aid and life-saving class. It's required of all of you to renew your license. We'll cover the fee, just take the class. That is all. Ugh, come on. I really don't want to take those dumb classes again. It was hard, and I already know all the stuff. I'm good. No more. Thank you. And so the lifeguard skipped the first aid class. It's not going to be any different than the last four times I took it. And she skipped the life-saving class. Unless people have found a new way to drown, I think I'm good. So after a few days, she showed up on the beach and went to climb up in her chair when she heard a voice from above. Excuse me, ma'am. What are you doing? Oh, hey. You're not supposed to be up there. Actually, I am. I decided to become a lifeguard, so I attended the classes last week. I didn't see you there, though. Hey, new guy. Is that the old lifeguard? <clears throat> that is affirmative, Mother Hen. I have a visual on the personnel in question and can confirm. Do not call me that. Tell her she needs to come to my office. Now. I think you're in trouble. Oh, yeah? We'll see about that. To cut a long story short, the lifeguard was in trouble. 
she was removed from her position and was told if she wanted to be a lifeguard, she needed to do what was required. After all, there are tons of people who like to boss people around at the beach. If you want to be a lifeguard, you gotta follow the program. The moral is, when we are God's children, He has given us specific instructions that the rest of the world doesn't follow. We might prefer to do what we feel like doing and not doing the hard stuff God tells us to do. But if we do that, then God won't use us for His big plans. And trust me, you do not want that to happen. Well, folks, that's another show done. We hope you enjoyed the programs and dramas, and we hope you come back for the finale next week. Be sure to visit the ticket table on your way out and see you soon. Okay, guys, I'll take your costumes and props. Ugh, finally, it's over. Yeah, I was worried that it was all going to fall apart any second. Was that perfect enough for you, Violet? It doesn't matter if it was good enough for me, Everett. I'd ask yourself if it was good enough for God. You're a real ray of sunshine, you know, Violet? You seriously think that God cares if the slightest thing was off? All I know is that the Bible says that God cares about the small things just as much as the big things. And I, for one, don't want to be a disappointment to him. Artie, you're the oldest. Talk some sense into her. I would, Everett. But like I said before the show, she's not wrong. Great show, guys. It all looked great. Is there something wrong here? We've got a problem, Mr. Jacobs. A problem? Yeah, her name is Violet. I was just saying that we need to do our best for God. You know, like you said last week. But she said we can't have fun while doing it. I said that fun isn't our top priority. We can have fun, but not at the expense of perfection. Whatever that means. It means... I think I see what's going on here. You're asking if we're supposed to be happy while serving God. Or is it more important to do it well? Wow. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's a good question. And I would say that there are times that living for God isn't easy. But through all of this, God tells us that we need to do it all with a happy heart. A happy heart? Is that the same thing as having fun? Not exactly. But they can be at times. Verses like Ecclesiastes 3.12 and 2 Corinthians 9.7 tell us that when we do things God has given us to do, it's so much better when we let ourselves enjoy it. In fact, in James 1 verse 2, God tells us that we can enjoy working for Him even when things get really hard. I don't get it. How can we have fun when things are hard? There are a couple of ways, Chelsea. Firstly, we can remember all that God has done for us and how much He loves us. And that pretty much makes everything else seem less bad. But more importantly, when we let God work in our lives, we naturally start being able to be joyful in hard times because He's our helper. And where exactly in the Bible does it say all that? Philippians 4, Romans 15, 13, Psalm 51. Never mind. I get it. You know he always has a verse, Arnie. Yeah, yeah. But shouldn't we still try to do things the best we can? What about the verses about working at it with all your heart, like we talked about last week? It is important to do our best, Violet, but God doesn't want us to think we have to do it alone. Ecclesiastes 7.16, Matthew 11, and Ephesians 2.8 all tell us that if we try to serve God in our own power, we're just going to wear ourselves out. We need to do our best, but also take time to find God's joy in everything we do. 
He doesn't want worn-out, miserable slaves. He wants children that bask in the joy of being his as they share his love. So, does this mean we can have fun doing the next drama show? I'm pretty sure it does. All right. I guess I got a little carried away. Sorry, guys. It's okay. Yeah, eventually all of us get something wrong. We just need to learn from it and move on. It's God's way of slowly making us all like Him. Well, I know I'm going to take today's lesson to heart next week to make up for the fun I missed out on this time around. Yeah, see you guys next week. Bye, kids. I'll turn off the radio for you. Thanks.